Welcome to Unstuck AF, a podcast here to help you do you better. There's a path that starts where you are, passes through who you are, and leads where you want to go. We're here to hear from people who've walked that path or who are walking it right now. This is Orlando Bishop, Coach Orlando, and I thank you for listening as we learn how to get unstuck, how to be unstuck, how to live unstuck. Unstuck as fuck. What's good, fam? Well, check it out. We're going to have to do a little pause on production for Unstuck AF because, fam, I'm taking care of family. My sister needed me. I'm headed down. I headed down to Baltimore to uh, help take care of her for a little bit. And so not going to have a new episode or a new interview, I should say, today. But I did decide I want to share something because I know that for some of you, you like to tune in, get that little joke to go back into life and make it happen. So I'm sharing a piece I did called Life is a Marathon. And as I decided to share it, I realized I needed to hear it as much as I needed to share it. So I'm going to go ahead and just be thankful for this moment, thankful for this piece. I'm going to encourage each one of you to respect that life is a marathon. Keep picking them up and putting them down. And I will be back in two weeks with an interview for you, new episode, and we're going to take it all from there. I thank you all for your support, for your understanding. I encourage you to head over to We Align like we've talked about. You need a speaker. You need a coach. You need a consultant to come in and talk about DEI. Work with your team. Let a brother know. But in the meantime, here it is. Life is a marathon. One, two, three, one, one, two, three, two, one, two, three, three, two, 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 two. It's Sunday morning, December 2020. In search of a second cup of coffee, I head from my bedroom to the kitchen, which in 2020 is about as far as I travel most days. Two, two, three, one, two, two, three, two, 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 three, 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 three. As I step through the kitchen doorway, I freeze. Maya, my 15-year-old daughter, stands there red-eyed, tears streaming down my baby girl's cheeks. Three, two, three, one. My gut clenches toward the knot that's become a semi-permanent fixture in this year of our Lord 2020, a year so horrible, so depressing, so unbelievably terrible that there were murder hornets. Murder hornets. And nobody even remembers that part. Three, two, three, two. Why is Maya crying? I know it's been hard. She and her brother, yeah, I've got 15-year-old twins. I try not to think too much. It hurts too much. I try not to think too much about what it must feel like for them to be isolated from their friends during this critical moment in their lives. I hear Alex, my son, downstairs, digitally tethered to his buddies through the gaming computer he built at the beginning of the quarantine, laughing and yelling and sounding an awful lot like a 15-year-old I remember who loved, loved, loved spending time with his boys and can't help but wonder, worry really, if there'll be any long-term impact from this year we snatched away. Three, two, three, three. Why is Maya crying? 
We're nine months into this nightmare. I totally get feeling hopeless. My face dropped. My heart did too. What's wrong? Four, 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 four. When I do long runs, eight miles, 12 miles, 20 miles, I count my steps. Four, two, three, one, four. Two, three, two, four, two, three, three, five, 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 five. Knee pain during my first marathon had kept me from my target time, but as I trained for my second marathon, I felt ready. Five, two, three, one. This wasn't my first rodeo. I'd learned some things. Drink water, breathe, count steps. Five, 26.2 miles is too far to run. Two, even one mile when you're tired and thirsty can feel forever away. Three, but I never have to run a marathon or even a mile. Three, all I ever have to do is six, 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 six. Count the next step. Six, two, three, one. As I step across the starting line into the new light of that nippy Ohio morning, something wasn't quite right. Is it my hip, my back, my butt? <laughs> I chuckle. I'm having trouble getting my butt in gear. The chuckle went away, but the tightness persisted. Six, two, three, two. 20 years ago, when Kobe died last January, my heart broke a little. I was never really a Kobe guy. Shaq got me in the divorce. But after his playing days, I watched Kobe courtside with his daughter Gianna and smiled at the man he had become. The man he was becoming. A father. And I shudder each time I imagine the terror that must have flashed through her eyes, that must have pierced through her voice as their helicopter careened toward a hill in Calabasas. I imagine he fought back his own fear. I imagine he soothed his baby girl. I imagine he did all he could to keep her safe right up to their last moment in this realm. Six, two, three, three. Standing in the kitchen doorway. I want to run to Maya, hug her, wipe her tears away, keep her safe. I catch myself. She's a big girl now and sometimes a hug from Papa can be exactly what she doesn't want. It might be a good thing I didn't run to her. I follow her tear-soaked gaze to the kitchen knife in her hand. Seven, 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 seven. Mile eight. That's when it happened. Pop! Pain shot through my entire existence. I hopped to a stop and got over to the edge of the course. It felt like I'd been stung with the snapping towel of God right in my hip, my back, my butt. Oh, but it wasn't funny this time. 18 miles to go. Seven, two, three, one. Four days after Kobe died, I got a text. I don't know what sound I made as I read it, but it brought my wife running. The message was short and bitter. Fermin passed. Fermin was my cousin. He lived in Panama in the house where my mother and my aunt and my uncles were raised. Whenever I made it to Panama, we hung out, laughed too loud, drank too much. Saw the business end of more than one sunrise. We had a good time. We had many good times. He was one of the best friends I ever had or will ever have. And just like that, pop, one text had me in agony hopping to the edge of life's course. Seven, two, three, two, mile nine. 
I'm counting steps. Mile 10, breathing. By the way, I'm to, by the time I'm to mile 13, one, two things are clear to me. One, my conditioning was on point. Even with the injury for the last five miles, I am on pace. There's no way I can keep this up for another 13 miles. That's the second and painful thing. This would not be the day I ran the marathon I envisioned, the one I trained to run. I made a decision. Either this day ends with me across that finish line or in an ambulance, but I'm not quitting. Seven, two, three, three, breathe. I tried. I tried to breathe through 2020, and there was an irony there. With every metaphorical breath, with every literal breath, with metaphorical meaning, my mind thought of thousands, millions of people across this country who simply could not breathe. My eyes cried that they were forced to fight for breath. My soul seethed as they were put onto ventilators, unable to breathe on their own. My heart mourned as they took their final breaths alone. Eight, 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 eight. Apparently, Joseph Stalin said, the death of one man is a tragedy. The death of millions is a statistic. I had to breathe through the tragic, I can't breathe, of one man, George Floyd. Eight, two, three, one. I had to breathe as my friend from Chicago shared unbelievably that he personally knew over 20 people and counting who'd been snatched away by COVID-19. Eight, two, three, two. I had to breathe as thousands more joined his friends and loved ones in whatever world comes after this. Dying at the rate of a 9-11 per day by the time I'm standing in front of my crying daughter on a Sunday morning in December of 2020. Eight, two, three, Three, what wrong? She raises the sharpened knife and motions to the onion on the table. Nothing, I'm chopping onions. Nine, 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 nine. I'm making tomato soup, want some? She's making tomato soup. I cackle, filling the kitchen with the sound of relief. The sound of life in 2020 got the best of me relief. I step into the kitchen to get that next cup of coffee. Nine, two, three, one. I finished that marathon. I jogged, I walked, I limped, I hurt. I finished. Nine, two, three, two. My doctor informed me I had a torn piriformis. When I told him I'd finished that race 18 miles on that torn muscle, he said that was more guts than brains. Nine, two, three, three. That's okay. Sometimes life demands more guts than brains. Ten, 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 ten. Take the next step. Sometimes life will send you a tragic text that takes your breath away, that takes your loved one away. Take the next step. Sometimes you'll wrestle with the reality that the statistic on your cable news screen represents millions of individual tragedies, people devastated into audible gasps and cries that bring their wives, their husband, their children, their friends running, or worse, gasps and cries that bring no one to their side because life and quarantine have left too many physically alone when we most need hugs, whether we want them or not. Take the next step. Sometimes beset by grief, we can be surprised by a delicious bowl of tomato soup, nourished by the goodness it brings to our body and warmed by the goodness it brings to our spirit. Take the next step. 2021, two, three, one.